When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Welcome to episode 123, 123 episodes of Chesney and Chain here at DNBR. Right, make sure you check out everything at dundmbr.com. It's a pretty incredible uh, media company here in Denver. Get down to the bar off Colfax and watch the Buffs open up tomorrow night uh, on Pac-12 Network against UNC and watch the opening weekend of college football. And then make sure you get down there and, and support your uh, Denver Broncos as they open on the road against the Giants. We're going to talk about all that at depth in depth here today as we get into our predictions here in episode 123. Uh, we push some of our guests back. Uh, we'll have Rob Nikovich on next week uh, on 124 before we get into the regular season of the NFL. Um, that that's my fault on that one. So we'll get him on next week. That that'll be uh, that'll be good to have uh, Rob on the show again and, and talk all things NFL. Uh, but today, like I said, we wanted to talk a little bit about the Broncos and the Buffs and predict the schedules a little bit and try and talk about some of the pitfalls in the season and some games where you might think they're going to win, where they might drop. And, you know, there's a lot of people that think CU is a four and a half win team. And I think they're going to be a lot better than that. So we'll get into that as we go here on episode 123 of the Unchained. Like always, it is brought to you by our good friends at DraftKings and football's right around the corner and get into the action with DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the NFL. And with the NFL returning, DraftKings is giving new customers $200 in free bets instantly when you bet $1 or more in any football game. Listen up because you don't want to miss this offer. Head, in, head into DraftKings Sportsbook now, app now and place a $1 bet on uh, any of the games this weekend. you receive $200 in free bets instantly. DraftKings didn't forget about any of your current customers either. All the current customers can participate in this week's uh, DraftKings betting, and that's a no-brainer in my opinion. I'll be doing it. Uh, for opening night, all customers can double their money as long as Tampa Bay doesn't lose by 74 points. Uh, so I can't imagine that Dallas will beat Tampa by 74 points on, on opening uh, Thursday of next week. Uh, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the promo code DNBR to 
receive $200 in free bets when you place a $1 bet on any football game. That's promo code DNBR to get your free $200 in bets instantly for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the NFL. You must be 21 years or older, Colorado only, new customers only, minimum $5 deposit and a $1 wager required. Only one per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. We roll here on episode 123 of the Chesney on Chain. Um, the high school season has kicked off, and I wanted to just uh, pay a little bit of mind to some of the Dungeon family out there that played really well last week. Um, the Palmer Ridge kids absolutely smashed uh, on opening night. They won 49-14. Uh, they looked good doing it. Uh, Nate Robinson, their outstanding junior running back, put on the show. And that offensive line with three D1 uh, players on it with Connor Jones going to Michigan and Alec Folk got Air Force in Wyoming. And Jackson State Amram was only a junior, just got New Mexico. Uh, so they're all Dungeon family, and they did a really good job of, of paving the road, as I, as I tell them all the time. So it was good to three, see Palmer Ridge get off to a hot start. Uh, Douglas County uh, won 45 to nothing or something like that, and their outstanding dual-threat quarterback, A.J. Jackson, who's going to be up at CU on Friday night for a recruiting visit, uh, was running quarterback power all over the place and looked good doing it. Uh, also looked good on defense, so it was good to see Douglas County and, and A.J. and his guys get off to a really good start. Uh, Taylor Nichols and Tanner Fleck, the two offensive linemen down there, really did a good job paving the road as well. Um, and then uh, Cherokee Trail and Travis Gray, uh, who's the Colorado committed tackle, they had a comeback win against Mullen. Uh, it was good to see them come back. And they actually played tonight against Columbine, and that puts Logan Correa, who's a really good defensive end outside linebacker we work with down at, uh, at, down at 6-0, who's done a really good job and just got his first offer from St. Mary's. Um, puts Logan and Travis against each other tonight out, out of Jeffco. So I'll be eager to watch that tape and see how, how my guys compete against each other. Um, Chaparral got a huge win. They upset Eagle Crest. The Eagle Crest has got Caden Weatherby and Braden Miller and Mason Harris and, you know, Braden and, and Caden are both D1 commits going to Michigan State and Texas Tech, respectively. And then Shap, you know, doesn't have any, like, bona fide D1 players on it, but that's why you play the game. So it was good to see them win. Uh, my man Luke Hill went out there at center and, and did his thing. Uh, so that it was pretty, pretty cool. So it's good to see everybody back. The, the schedules and the high school stuff going full bore. Um, it's good to see that everything's not being held back this again this year. And, and guys are going to be on the road this weekend for recruiting trips. So that's that's always cool, man. We didn't get a chance to go on any last year. So this year, the ability to go on trips and whatnot is pretty awesome. So I hope hopefully I feel good enough to go up to Boulder tomorrow night because as of right now, I feel like I'm going to die. So uh, I will say this, wash your damn hands. Um, so let's get into this on episode 123 with Chesney Unchained. Let's go straight to the buffs first. Okay, so look, I've been talking on DNVR buffs a lot with Henry. I'll be back on that show next week um, about, you know, the buffs and their potential and who they could be. Uh, I, I think CU has some really scary potential, honestly. And with Mustafa Johnson getting this waiver to come back, uh, and, and played this year, that that just adds, in my opinion, another eight to ten sacks and constant pressure on your quarterback next to Lang and Landman. And last year I thought he should have come back, and I'm not really sure how this worked other than it's a COVID exemption, uh, but I'm glad it did. So it was this is just like a, a adding your second-best defensive player back to your team, a guy who I thought should have come back anyway. 
So it's good to see Mustafa back in Boulder. I think the defense is going to be super raw and really, really, really fast and athletic, and they're going to get after the quarterback's ass. And I know Coach Wilson is eager to get that group going, and they're going to, they're going to feast on Friday night. I'm so excited to see uh, Elijah Anderson-Taylor, who's the starting middle linebacker from Northern Colorado, play, and he's one of the pass rushers, play against you know, Jake Wiley, the the, the – there's a redshirt freshman, but he got the starting left tackle job. He earned that in camp. Uh, they're both Eagle Crest kids that have been with me for a really long time. Both of them done some family. So I'm really excited to see those two play the game inside the game uh, on Friday night. But huge, huge congrats to, to Jake for earning that job at left tackle. Uh, I told him, you know, never give it back. And Jake wears number 62. So that's, that's just special coach player shit right there. But I expect them to go mock UNC uh, on opening night on Friday night, and and I hope the you know I hope the UNC kids have fun in that atmosphere. But CU's there to beat their ass, so I expect them to do it. Um, the next week on September 11th, they have Texas A&M in in power. And look, there's been a lot of speculation about this game. And yes, Texas A&M starting a new quarterback, but they've got SEC West speed. They are a bona fide SEC team now. And I, I think that it's a good barometer to where we're at. And everybody on defense and offense, anybody on it, on that field from CU that considers themselves an NFL player, they need to play like one that day. I think they lose that game, but I'm I'm very interested to see what the line's going to be because I think it's going to be really close. Uh, CU's got NFL talent on their roster, and anybody that doesn't think that just hasn't been paying attention. Uh, Minnesota comes to see you uh, the next week on the 18th um, at 11 a.m. kickoff. And, you know, you could lull them to sleep with their, you know, Minnesota CU, the early game, a little Pac-10, Big Ten uh, alliance preview maybe. Uh, Minnesota's a really good team. They open up against Ohio State, I think, this evening. They're 14-point dogs. I took the points on that. I think that, that they're going to be uh, – a really, really good team. I think they have a chance to win their division last year. I'm not counting last year. The year before, they were a 10-win football team, and they've got most of that team back. They were really young. They've got a lot of those guys back this year, and they're healthy, and they're fast, and they are rowing that boat. Uh, and I anticipate Minnesota to be – I think CU will win that game at home, but that's going to be a dogfight as well. And this is what I want in non-conference. I want really good football games. Uh, it's the way it was when I was there. It's the way it should be and the way it is. Then they start their conference play. And look, I know it's it's biased here, but I think they beat Arizona State. I think they finally beat SC at home. I think they beat Arizona, and I think they beat Cal. That puts them at 4-0 in the Pac-12 uh, and 6-1 and overall, the only loss to Texas A&M. And I know it's a little overzealous, but I, I don't give a shit. I'm not going to sit here and be all pessimistic about it. Uh, I don't think they can beat Oregon on the road. They dropped that game. They come home and they play Oregon State uh, on my birthday on November 6th. They better win that one because the last time Oregon State came to Boulder, we blew a four-touchdown lead and lost with a chance for bowl eligibility, so that's very important. At UCLA, I think they win that game, although at the toss-up in the Rose Bowl, they looked pretty good the other night, winning 44-10 against Hawaii. I think they lose to Washington at home on senior day. Unfortunately, that puts them at eight and three. And then they beat Utah on the road finally to put them at nine and three. And they play for the Pac-12 title against Oregon. And then we'll see what we can see in that game. And look, I don't think that that's far-fetched at all. Uh, I think the Pac-12 South is not as good as it has been in the past. And we are better than we have been. And SC is overrated. And they always are. And eventually we're going to beat them. And I just feel like this team is senior-laden. They've got a lot of experience. They've got a lot of depth. They've got a lot of speed. They have NFL players on offense. The offensive line's big and aggressive and nasty. 
getting Casey Roddick back and healthy. I know that Keenan Ray is going to start at left guard, but, you know, Casey was out for a lot of camp. You get him back into the swing of things, uh, and he gets added back into that mix. I guarantee you he plays a lot on opening night. You're going to see a lot of different faces in the O-line and tight end room rotating through. The more depth and the more, you know, guys you can put out there that can just plug and play, the better. The backfield is super deep. I, I'd expect Broussard to go off. And look, all Brandon Lewis has to do is not fuck up. Don't fuck it up, Rook. Go out there, do a good job reading your reading your checkdowns, take the easy throws, make the open throws. When Rice and uh, Chenault and these freak athlete receivers are running open because they can't stop the run on defense and they have to suck up and we get to play action, them hit those shots. Hit them. You've got to hit those open throws, and, and I think they will. So that puts CU at nine and three on the year with a chance to play for the Pac-12 title, and that'll put some money in my pocket as I took them to win the South and whatnot on DraftKings. So make sure you you know go there and use DNVR as the promo code. But I'm telling you uh, that they are going to be a lot better uh, than the four and a half win total they have on DraftKings, which I think is fucking laughable. All right, so I'll be up there tomorrow night for the bus. I'm pretty excited about it. Uh, again, I think that they win the South, and, and we'll see what happens there. Now, let's get into the Broncos. Okay, so the Denver Broncos, they, you know, the, the most boring preseason game in the history of preseason games was the other night, and that's fine. I mean, it's not supposed to be all entertaining and shit. Uh, there's, I'm the only bugaboo I have with this entire situation about them not scoring on, not giving up a touchdown on defense and all that other stuff is the fact that they didn't play anybody's starters at all the entire preseason. So, they shouldn't give up touchdowns against second, third, and fourth string guys and guys who all got cut. So I, I like what they did with their 53. You know, I, they they went out and flipped, you know, receiver for two picks. It was a free agent. They got rid of Royce Freeman. They, you know, they, they made some moves. Teddy Bridgewater is the quarterback. We'll see how long that lasts. Um, their first three weeks, they need to be 3-0. and I mean, let's just be real. If they drop a game, it's got to be the opener in the metal or in the uh, yeah in the new Meadowlands, and uh, whatever they call that that palace out there in East Rutherford. But they that's got to be the one they drop because you can't lose to the first pick and the second pick in back to back weeks. One of those being your home opener. So Jacksonville has to be a win. The Jets has to be a win. I got them going three and zero in the first three weeks. Um. The Ravens and Pittsburgh back-to-back, those are tough games. I don't think that they'll win either of them. On the road in Pittsburgh, after playing the Ravens at home, the Ravens will be their first loss. Uh, I think they could win that game. They'll be in, and, of course, the defense will keep them in every game. But when it comes down to to those tight games like that and looking at them, I'm going to look at playmakers and quarterbacks, and they've got a better quarterback who's an unbelievable playmaker at the same time. So we'll see what happens there. Uh, they got the Raiders after that, the Browns, Washington. I think that's a nice three-game win streak, even though they're at Cleveland. You know, I, I watched Cleveland win some pretty ugly games last year. I, I, I don't think that they're like a, a dominant team in any regard that you can't play with. I mean, they're not going to just beat everybody by three touchdowns, even though they've got a lot of talent. Um, Denver again, Denver's defense is going to travel, and they will travel in, in an ugly win on the road in Cleveland, in my opinion. But I have them losing on the road in Dallas, you know, because, you know, it's just one of those games where Dallas will probably go out and be jacked up for the game and fighting for that uh, NFC East title and whatnot. So that, that's they're six and three at that point, nine games in. Then I've got them beating the Eagles and the Chargers in back to back weeks to put them at eight and three. They lose at Kansas City, eight and four. 
Detroit's a win at nine and four. Cincinnati's a win at 10 and four. They lose at the Raiders. They lose at the Chargers. That puts them at 10 and six. And then they win the last game of the year, Kansas City at home to put them 11 and six and end the playoffs. Um, and I really think that that's feasible. I truly do. And this is why the defense, they're going to have to find a way to play the run with one of these bigger safety corners in the box playing almost like a linebacker. Like Sertan is huge. Can he play a nickel, you know, forced linebacker type position on certain plays? Because they have so much talent on the field defensively in the secondary. You've got to get all these guys on the field. And that's that's the only problem I see is can they play against the run effectively enough with four down, Chubb, Vaughn, Shelby, Williams, whoever it is, and one true linebacker on the field, and then, you know, five, six, almost seven DBs at times. Can they do that? Because if I see six, seven DBs on the field, I'm just going to pipe the ball all day if I'm the other coach. But again, Shelby Harris is damn good against the run. Chubb is elite against the run in, in the NFL. I mean, he made the Pro Bowl last year because he can play the run. Uh, Bond's come back with a, with a, a uh, you know, an, a, a renewed vigor to play the run at a high level and he looked really good doing so uh more so in the camp and the dual practices from what you hear he's just been active with his hands and feels really good and explosive so when you've got those kind of playmakers up front they disrupt everything and make everything hard on the opposing offensive line and their calls and their scheme so i guess the question is how much do you actually see denver playing with the lead and i would see them playing with the lead more with drew lock but they're also going to be playing catch up more because he's going to hold the ball like he did the other night, trying to find the big read down the field. And you can't do shit like that. You got to get rid of the football. And you saw his body language. You can tell that he just lost a competition. I, I don't feel bad for the guy by any means. I mean, I was in that lo- I was in those locker rooms for six years, fighting for a job every year. I damn sure don't feel bad about somebody losing a job. That's what this league is. Get better or find another job. So I don't think he'll start here on a consistent basis again uh, in Denver by any means, but I do think he has the potential to be a good player in this league for a long time. I mean, if, uh, if you look around the league and you see just the backups, I mean, Chad had Chad Henney is still playing. I played with Chad in Miami for God's sakes. I'm 40 and Chad's still a backup in the NFL. So it's not as if Drew Locke can't find an opportunity somewhere to be a backup and develop and play forever. And and good for him. I mean, that's good for the quarterbacks. So go make $100 million and hold the clipboard if you are good enough to do that. Now, as a starter, I'm still the, – the, the same question is going to arise in this season, and it's going to happen sooner than later. And probably we'll get, you know, three weeks of pretty good quarterback play, and hopefully they're 3-0 and and everybody's feeling real good. But the minute they play Baltimore and Pittsburgh, two playoff teams, in my opinion, you're going to see why it's so important for them to have a game-changing player at the quarterback position. And I don't think Teddy's that guy. I just – he's consistent and he's boring. And I knew they were going to do this shit, and they did. Um I, I hope we get the New Orleans Teddy Bridgewater. I hope we don't get the Carolina guy. I don't I don't see where there's this like I, I understand there was a an obvious difference in quarterback play during the during the uh, quarterback competition in Denver, which I don't know how obvious it was. Again, they're playing they didn't play against anybody's starters the entire time. 
uh, offensively or defensively. So they didn't have anything they had to prove, you know, like coming back or trying to win games. We didn't see any of that. So that's all, it's all, man, we're just, we're throwing it against the wall and seeing if it sticks right now. And I just don't see how you can make a real evaluation based on the competition that they played up to this point. So I think the first three weeks of the season are a better barometer on how good this team is going to be or how, how bad they're going to be, honestly. So I guess we'll see, but I, I think both Denver is going to have a very productive season because of their defense and how, you know, the turnovers and I wouldn't be surprised if they win some games just because of their defense. And I think that CU is going to have a very good season, you know, going full circle back to, to Boulder because they in turn are very veteran on defense and they do a good job. And I think that they have a ton of potential to be successful uh, in Boulder on the defensive side of the ball as well. So if defense is going to carry the day here in, in Denver and in Boulder with the Broncos on the bus, then, then I'll take it. I mean, if that's what it has to be, then that's what it has to be. I don't care about how we win as long as we do. Um, look, the quarterback situation in Denver is never going to be solved until we stop being gun shy about drafting somebody in the first round. And the Patriots got Mac Jones at 15. So even if, if Denver struggles and say they're an eight and nine or a nine and eight football team and they miss the playoffs and they're drafting at 15, 16, they're still going to be able to find a quarterback there. There's going to be three or four guys that emerge this year to be, you know, quote unquote, first round talents, but it's kind of come down to development. Drew Locke is a hell of a talent. We haven't developed him at all. He's developed himself. He's got better in the off season. He went and worked with Peyton Manning a little bit, but I don't see the Broncos developing talent at that position. They had to go recycle Teddy Bridgewater. This is kind of my point. So in, in turn, does that give me a lot of hope that they're going to be able to develop the talent that they draft? No, it doesn't. It scares the shit out of me that they're just going to continue down this recycle, the next veteran quarterback road and milk this defense as long as humanly possible, thinking that they can just recreate Peyton Manning. Now, if you're recreating Peyton Manning by getting Aaron Rodgers next year, that's something totally different. And, you know, it's been talked about at nauseum. That's not what I'm talking about. But if you're going to continue to do Joe Flacco, Case Keenum, Teddy Bridgewater dances, and you just want everybody to keep recycling the same bullshit that you keep feeding us, eventually somebody's going to call it. And I'm not saying that I'm that guy, but I am saying that you're feeding people a bunch of bullshit and they're just expecting to eat it. So, I hope Teddy Bridgewater's good, man. I really, really do. I really hope they don't struggle. I hope that, you know, the other teams play their backups and we really look proficient and this undefeated preseason and all the, the last month of, like, hype and positivity is real. Um, I don't know how – I don't know why there's a, a switch with me where I can be super positive about CU, but I'm super pessimistic about the Broncos. I can't tell you why I think like that, but, but I do. Um, so I think that as long as Teddy plays within himself, we'll be good. Uh, run the football. Javante Williams, I hope that he gets more of an opportunity as they go. You know, comparing him to Alvin Kamara is a pretty – it's a pretty big comparison right there. So I wouldn't mind if that happened, obviously. Uh, but I'd like to see him more than you see Melvin Gordon. We'll see how that works out. Um, 
But, you know, it, it is what it is. This is episode up, uh, 123 with Chesney and Change here. Uh, make sure you get down to DNVR and support all your local Colorado teams. Uh, Colfax Barn Studios is pretty awesome. Uh, and check out and uh, and support everything at 6 Check out 6 on Twitter and Instagram. And then also uh, DB, DNVR Unchained on Twitter uh, for the uh, show's Twitter page. All right, next week we'll have Rob Nikovich on the show to talk all things uh, NFL as we get into week one of the NFL season. It'll kick off on Thursday. We'll have that done for you on Tuesday. Look for the turning point this week as we break down uh, the sudden touchdown as he's back off the schneid and off the, uh, off the surgery and look good in the game. We'll break down that touchdown and turning point this week. Uh, that'll be posted up on my account at D- and also at the DNVR account on Twitter. Uh, and thank you very much for listening, folks, and have a good day.